Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Oh, there he is, Mr. Mankato. There he is, your training camp hero. The dreams of a dozen men who were late-round draft picks, plaguing well in full-team practice. Oh, he may turn out to be cut before the 53. Oh, there he is. And now that your ears are all bleeding and your eyes are bleeding and your face is melting like that guy at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. You own it, dude. Own it. Welcome. Welcome to the special annual edition of the Mackie and Judd Show where we unveil Mr. Mankato Odds. The 2020 Mr. Mankato competition at Vikings training camp is set to commence in a very weird way this year. So on this episode, and by the way, we're going to get to Action Movie Rewind later in this podcast Uh, But we've got Chris Long from 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department. We've got ESPN Vikings beat reporter Courtney Cronin. And before we get into, and by the way, we have like 20 or 30 minutes here. And so we're going to, I'm going to set a ground rule right off the bat because there's like 25, there's 15 (laughs) draft picks. There's 25 players on this list. We're not going to go through every single name. Chris did that in 5,000 words on scorenorth.com. And so this will be sort of a, a featured highlight speedy run through the list when we get there. Chris was up till four in the morning doing this for scorenorth.com too, by the way. So. A tradition like no other. I can't do it at noon. Like, that's no fun. It's got to feel like I'm cramming for a college final. It's impressive. I'll Amazing. say that for you. So uh, just to knock out a quick little piece of history and to, and to answer a question, question number one is why do you guys still call it Mr. Mankato? Well, for starters – uh, for budget reasons, the branding, the change to like the Egan Everyman and getting all the logos changed and the apparel and the and the rights partnerships, it's just it's too much of a hassle. And we like mm-hmm. we like the alliteration of Mr. Mankato in the history. So it remains Mr. Mankato for another year. We originally started this on Mackie and Judd back in 2014 as a way to highlight under the radar Vikings players at training camp. 
And Adam Thielen was our first ever winner of the competition. Uh, we awarded him, Judd, if you remember, with a styrofoam cooler from the gas station down the street. Yeah, he was thrilled. A bag of Funyuns <laughs> and some <laughs> off-brand threw Dr. It, Pepper. Threw it to the corner of the practice field, walked away, and we kept the Funyuns. I think he took the hey, comb. Who, he took the comb. Who knew, by the way, at the moment that he was accepting that, who knew where that and this were both going to go, where he, that, and this were all going to go? What do you think has reached loftier heights, Adam Thielen or the Mr. Mankato competition? Oh, I think Thielen's done a little bit better on a national profile, right? I know what you're talking about. It's probably true. It's probably true. So uh, so here's here's how this works in terms of the official rules. And if you, again, if you want to go through this whole thing, on on scorenorth.com you can uh, you can settle in pour yourself a couple cocktails this weekend and read through Chris's manifesto but there are four relatively simple rules to the Mr. Mankato competition number 1 the player must be a third round pick or later undrafted players count as well rule number 2 players must not be established NFL players there is a little leeway here and the committee gets to decide like Chris brings up Drew Samia as an example he was an active player in Week 17 last year, but he didn't really do anything, and so he is still eligible for 2020. Rule number three, if a player does not fall into either of the first two categories, a committee member may put that player up for review. I tried to get Christian Ponder back on this after he had fallen completely off the radar. Yeah, that was a much you guys BS. wouldn't let me, no. and that's fine. Um, and rule number four, the competition runs through the entire preseason, not just the Mankato or, in this case, Egan portion. It is a marathon, not a sprint. But unlike previous years where we would get four preseason games to watch guys like Audi Cole score two defensive touchdowns to to solidify themselves, we really get like two weeks of practice, no fans, and just media. So, And we might, I'm just going to throw this to the committee, we may have to wait until after week one plays to really award this because where's the finish line? There's not preseason games. There's not, we don't know, is there going to be the big inter-squad scrimmage? We yeah. might need week one to be able to, to figure out who wins this thing. I would also add, too, uh, we do have mail-in balloting for Mr. Mankato, but it has to be it has oh, to be postmarked. It has to be I don't agree with that. No, no, no. We're going to have Mr. Mankato voting fraud. That's not going to happen. I'm removing all the mailboxes from the city immediately. I'm going to go through with my car, pick them up, throw them in my trunk, and get rid of yeah, them. Okay? The Mr. Mankato Postal Service has been defunded over the past exactly few months. Right. It's a problem exactly right now. Exactly right. These are tough times. It's not going to happen. Oh, so, my goodness. So, Chris, why don't, you, why don't you give us, just speed through real quick, the odds. Uh, just go, go all the way through everyone you have ranked and the field. And then we're going to kind of throw it to you and Courtney to break down some of the interesting and top candidates before we eventually pick who we think will win toward the end of this episode. There's kind of six tiers this year, and I really I am going to scroll through these really quick because every year I kind of go, oh, man, I got to write this thing, and it's fun, and I enjoy it once I'm in it, but it seems a little daunting. And then I started compiling the list of guys that probably need to be on the list this year, and it was, yeah, thanks, Rick Spielman, for your 15 draft players and, and 10 more UDFAs and a couple holdovers from last year. So we're going to have to sort of – every year – it's nebulous. We all get to decide what Mr. Mankato is to us when we pick our winner, whether that's us on the committee or people that vote or whatever. It's like an MVP award. What, what exactly does that mean? This year, more than ever, there's a different bar for different players. Um, some guys could be Mr. Mankato if they simply maybe make the practice squad, whereas other guys need to be a week one starter if they're going to be a realistic shot at, at, at being Mr. Mankato. So 
you'll look at the odds and say, well, this guy's an undrafted free agent. Why is he here? Or this guy was the third round draft pick. Why is he here? It, it, there's going to be different ways for guys to, to, to figure out how to rise to the top of the cl- this class for Mr. Mankato. So the favorite I think is Cam Dantzler. He's got a pretty clear shot to, to get some potential playing time. If not, maybe contend for a starting role. He's our favorite at three to one cornerback um, high draft pick at a position that there is a lot of room to move on the depth chart. It seems to be an easy way in. Navelle Clark is an undrafted guy who is also a cornerback. Same kind of thing. I think he could, get a lot of reps, get a lot of vision, um, or get a lot of looks. And, and even though he's you know not coming in nearly as highly touted as Cam Dantzler, uh, he's going to have a chance to get some playing time, which for an undrafted guy is pretty big. Alexander Hollins, he's one of the guys like Drew Samia that played a little bit last year. He's 5-1, to one, as is Navelle Clark. Uh, Alexander Hollins played a little bit toward the end of last year, made some catches in that Week 17 game. Um, receiver, same kind of thing. There is definitely <laughs> – going to be room at the back of the depth chart for somebody to pop in there and grab maybe the wide receiver three, definitely wide receiver four. And then the last guy really on the top four uh, tier of, of favorites is, is Kenny Willekes. And he's a great story. I got to go to my notes here. Cause remember I did all this at three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> uh, seventh round draft pick out of Michigan state. Here are some of his bullet points drafted in the last round. He went from a college walk on to the big 10 defensive lineman of the year he majored in chemistry, didn't have a single Division One offer out of high school. He has this goofy plyometric workout that got posted online, and here's the kicker. As a kid, he attended the Kirk Cousins passing game. Wow. Wow. And, wow. and they signed him? <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow, that's right. unnecessary. Well, he's, a, he's a defensive end, so maybe he was using that to craft his future chasing quarterbacks. But do we have, um, is, is there like a Kirk Cousins passing camp tree of prominent guys who've come out of there? Do we know who else has been? Part I, of the- I, I couldn't tell you anybody else who's come out of there, but it's like they, so his, was- his passing uh, camp tree is like the Belichick coaching tree. Knobloch, Steve Sachs, Steve Blast. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Matthew Sasser. So, so Willikus is the last kind of favorite at six to one. And then we'll go through a couple other guys here. Brandon Dillon. Uh, I don't believe, and check me if I'm wrong, have we ever had a a, uh, a reigning Mr. Mankato uh, come up back for more? Year? Up for the next year? Oh boy, well, here's the, let me go up, I'll scroll up here for people watching on the YouTube channel. Uh, the list of previous Mr. Mankato winners. No. Brandon Dillon, Kyle Sloter was 2018. By the way, Chad, for Chad Beebe to not at any point get the Mr. Mankato award is a massive failure. Yeah. Is, is is Chad Beebe the Lee Westwood of Mr. Mankato, the greatest Mr. Mankato candidate to never have won the Mr. Mankato Award? Courtney, I'll remember, he got hurt in training mm-hmm. camp. Mm. It's a shame. No, that's what got him. Bauer, so, yeah. Curse, Diggs. How about the back-to-back Thielen and Diggs in 2014-15? Yeah. And, and by the way, it doesn't like whatever they do after they win Mr. Mankato, if they become established or not, has no bearing on... Now, it has bearing on if you come back into the competition... Like like Brandon Dillon, for instance, if you did nothing, you're still eligible for back to backs. We've never had a back to back winner though. And he, I actually listened to the uh, awards ceremony show from last year while I was preparing this last night, and it was, <laughs> I kind of forgot. Brandon Dillon was a runaway winner. We all oh, thought, yeah. yeah, we all <laughs> thought Alexander Madison. There was no way he wasn't going to get it. And uh, Courtney, yeah, you can talk about that. Brandon Dillon, we all th- there was no discussion. It was a slam dunk. He made this unbelievably athletic one-handed catch. Um, I remember we were on the 
practice field like closest to the building. Um, it was like on like a Wednesday. And I remember Kirk turned to like me and a few other beat writers who were standing there. He's like, you know, we call him the Marion Flash. And I was like, what? Like, and obviously he's an NAIA guy. He went to Marion University, which is in Indianapolis. Um, and I was like, okay. So that name kind of stuck and watching him during the preseason games, like, okay, wow. Like, you know, this is an offense. I mean, Gary Kubiak loves his tight ends. They like to use them a lot in the passing game, like potentially. And heck, he made the, he made the opening day roster. Um, he wasn't on it for very long, but, um, you know, I think that that was definitely what solidified it too. Just, I mean, he had an awesome camp, just an awesome camp. The point I made was my family lives in Indianapolis and I had never even heard of Marion University. It's six miles from my parents' house and I have no idea where it was. Now you know. Uh, so he's comes back. He has a chance to be be crazy. Uh, what, I think we still only have do we have we still only have one two time Heisman winner, correct? Archie Griffin? I believe that's true. Mm-hmm. Did Tim no Tim Tebow? Did Tebow win it twice? No, I don't think so. He just won it once. I think Griffin at Ohio State won it twice, and that's it, I think. All right. So Brandon Dillon, there's this, there's always the pass catchers because they're, you know, as Courtney said, there's you make that one unbelievable one-handed catch that causes the quarterback to give you a nickname. You're in the mix. Uh, Courtney Davis is in there with him, so is K.J. Osborne. Those two are kind of cut-and-paste Mr. Mankato candidates. Courtney Davis is the uh, typical best undrafted free agent on the planet coming out of the draft, everybody thought he was going to go to the Dallas Cowboys. The Vikings swooped in, threw a bunch of money at him and got him. And then KJ Osborne is the, you know, fastest guy on the board who's going to have a shot if he could just get open two or three times to make some plays. So all three of those guys, Dylan Davis and Osborne are eight to one. Um, I don't want to go too much through everybody else, but there's, then you get into your sort of middle shots. I'll just give you the names. Dylan Mitchell, Drew Samia, DJ Wanham, Oli Udo, Josh Metellus, and Brian Cole. Um, a lot of different guys. Some are just maybe a little blocked on the depth chart. Uh, some are guys like Drew Samia, who for him to win Mr. Mankato, he was sort of regarded maybe as the steal of the draft last year and just kind of sat back. And the, the phrase that I kept seeing in all the articles I was reading that prepped all this was he had a red shirt year last year. He was stuck behind Josh Klein and didn't get to play that much, but came from an amazing unit at Oklahoma blocked for two Heisman trophy winners. Um, I want to make sure I'm not confusing my guys here. I believe the crazy stat on him was, yeah, in 2018 as a senior, he was a big 12 defensive lineman of the year. He took 400 pass blocking snaps and didn't allow a single sack. Wow. Um, But with all that, for him to be Mr. Mankato, he's got to be the week one starter. He can't have a good camp. He can't, he's got to make it that far. So the bar for him is a lot higher than, you know, maybe a guy I mentioned earlier, um, you know, Kenny Willickis, the seventh rounder who won the, uh, 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 national award that it's called the Burlsworth trophy. I'd never even heard of it. It's given to the top former walk-on in college football. So if he's even in the rotation on the depth chart and sees any playing time in week one, Kenny Willickis has a shot at winning, but a Drew Samia, he would have to start uh, be entrenched as the starter to win. And, and then we can go down further. There's a bunch of guys we can kick in. There's, there's a couple of guys with some pretty good stories later on, but I don't want to, I don't want to filibuster too much here. The absolute key, the absolute key to, to this entire thing is on the show. It's Courtney. Courtney, we are going to have to rely on you heavily and exclusively because it's not not like we can uh, come and go from practices, right? And and we're not going to have games. 
So you are going to be the linchpin, the most important person in actually helping people like me, Mackie, Declan, decide who is going to win Mr. Mankato 2020. In fact, if it rains at every practice and Courtney is is the designated pool reporter, it is state-run Mr. Mankato media. She is the only person that reports on what's happening. And that I mean, could happen today if we're looking it, at the weather forecast. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got my notebook ready to go. Like, this is only nice. going to be used for keeping notes on Mr. Mankato, all <laughs> 50 prospects, uh, according to Chris's list. But, no, I mean, it's, you know, I, I can be the eyes and ears if you want me to. It's just it's a lot of responsibility. You've got to be. Like, really We've got no here. choice. It's in your hands. <laughs> I'll help when I can. I'll be down there occasionally. We're expecting to come down today, but yeah, if it rains or thunders, we're we're going to be outside pressing into the window. (laughs) So Courtney, who I I will say one thing about linemen like Drew Samia. It's really hard. Even when you get full preseason games to watch some of these players, linemen have a tough one because the guys who stand out are wide receivers, cornerbacks, quarterbacks, you know, players who either touch the ball or can alter a play on the edge of some kind or pass rushers. So it is. It is pretty tough for you're. You're rarely going to see a lineman as the odds-on favorite on Chris Long's odds report for for good reason. But Courtney, as you sort of digest uh, Cam Dantzler as the favorite and and everybody else here on this list, wh- who are some names that stand out to you? And who are who are a couple long shots when you look even further? Like I'm kind of surprised Nate Stanley and Jake Browning both at are twenty both to one as quarterbacks. Yeah. Those guys would have better odds if you could watch them play in preseason games. But we don't get that luxury this year. Yeah, I think as I like look down Chris's list, because I know who I'm voting for, uh, I'm very excited to get that one out there. But, you know, the two offensive linemen from Oregon and Oregon State, Blake Brandle and Brady Ayallo, like depending upon what how the numbers game works out with the offensive line and what they do, I mean, um, those to me are kind of like the long shot ones that I wouldn't completely rule out of the mix. I mean, it is going to be kind of hard to tell like a second team left tackle, like a right tackle, I think is what uh, Blake Brandle is like, you know can he do enough to really impress you? But I think it's just, if you start seeing, you know, if you start seeing guys interchange on the offensive line and one of these second team, second team guys getting some first team reps, however it would work out. I don't obviously think of the tackle spots, but hell, if Brady Aiello somehow like snuck into the right guard competition, that to me is an easy one. Um, you know, the safe the safeties will be interesting too. Like Miles Dorn, Josh Metellus. Um, there's not a lot of depth at safety. Like, I mean, there there it's not a lot of proven depth. It's all very young. So who's getting those reps behind Harrison Smith and uh, Anthony Harris? Same thing with cornerback. There's so many corners on the roster right now, outside of like the top five guys, which you know, you don't really anticipate. I mean, Cam Dantzler is the lowest of the, I guess, the lowest of the five that you would anticipate being part of the mix. Um, I have a question about that, though. Can um, can Chris Boyd be in this? Because he's, technically, he's a second-year player. He's a six-round pick. Um, would he technically be eligible? Because, I mean, he's somebody that I anticipate, you know, having, you know, if he has a really good camp, he might be in, in line for stuck serious waiting time. He's stuck on the uh... – 53 all last year, right? Or yes. basically all last year for Chris yes. Boyd? So does that, does that not count? See, this is where we get into if you want to put him up for vote and, okay. and the five of us on this committee uh, want to have a 50% or more uh, vote rate for you, right. we, I think we could then put him on the list, Chris. Is that yeah. how, not how it he works? Was, yeah. He was, a seventh round pick. he was a seventh round pick, not a sixth round pick. So, I mean, that's what – as far as I know, I'm looking at the thing right now. Um, He's not on there. I, I had him falling just on the. Yeah. He was on the team all of last year, but it's it's that that line can move. Okay, 
Yeah, I mean, like, but, um, you know, as they speak about cornerbacks, when I, you know, talking about Harrison Hand potentially getting into the mix there, I mean, the guy has position flexibility. He can play all over the place. You can play him up near the box if you want to. So it's like the more you can do, especially as a cornerback or, you know, any sort of defensive back, I think make splash plays, do stuff like that, because that's going to, you know, rise you from, like, low odds to probably imp- improving your chances. But I don't know. The favorites this year – seem too you know too obvious to me like too like I just don't see anybody winning outside of the top four um I I think that's I mean and I actually have the top four probably top five or six because I'll throw Courtney Davis into that too like I think Brandon Dillon the Courtney Davis that's kind of where I cap it below there but there's so many guys this year there's 15 draft picks like that's really hard to you know discern you know outside of that group this is not this is not the year this is not the year to get cute folks this is not the year to come (laughs) up with some curveball of i we're just not gonna see enough and without games courtney i think you're exactly right i think we've got this list in reality is probably about five guys Brandon Dillon was not even named on the list last year right but we got a chance to see him play in games that's the problem Strange things can happen, but I, I agree. It's just the nature of this year is going to be really strange. And um, the pandemic is costing people. A, a couple other guys I want to actually mention, just for storyline standpoint, that wouldn't have to do much in terms of, you know, if they make the team and we see them at all. Um, Jake Lacina is a fun story. Yep, Corbin Lacina's kid. And I read it somewhere. It was hard to believe, and I, I, I think it's accurate. There's never been a, a father-son Viking combo. You've been around longer than I have. I, I, I read that somewhere, and. I racked my brain, and I know there's been some brothers. Um, Loudermilk's kid was on the practice squad, but I don't know. But I don't know that there has been a father-son active roster at different times combo. So I think that's right. You got the local kid who was trying to be the first ever legacy. He was a Division II All American, and then the guy at the bottom of the list. Read the story. I'm not going to go through the whole story because his alone could have been its own article. Dan Chisna, and I think I'm saying his name right. Yeah, the wide receiver. He is the longest of long shots in this year's Mr. Mankato, and he is absolutely, if he makes any progress toward getting on the depth chart, is going to be a story. I, I, I should probably just say this and tease the article. His entire five-year college run, he caught three balls for 66 yards, and yet he signed as an undrafted free agent. Wow. And he had... <laughs> a, a, an interesting path through college at Penn state. He was a national level uh, track runner. He's, he's faster than all heck. He's six foot three. Uh, so a guy and one of his catches, by the way, one of those three was in the Gopher Penn state game at TCF bank stadium, but the guy didn't play football for three years in college. He just went to track, came back to football, was super guy, special teamer came back his fifth year. And at the spring game makes this amazing touchdown where he turns on the jets and James Franklin picks up the megaphone and announces that he's going to be on scholarship for football That's his cool. fifth year after having been on a track scholarship for three years. Um, guy caught three balls in college, five years in college, three of two and a half of them on the football team caught three balls and the Vikings signed him. If this guy makes a splash at all, it will make the Mr. Mankato voting very simple. Yeah. That's a, that's an awesome story and another quick plug to to the scorenorth.com official Mr. Mankato uh, Mr. Mankato odds manifesto that is 5000 words long and so you can go check that out. I think we should start off with let's let's we'll start with Declan and go around the room here. All right. Let's make our picks. Let's go on the record here. 
Who do you got taking down the Mr. Mankato 2020 crown we, or we, styrofoam cooler? We talked about it at the beginning, and I really still like his odds. I'm taking Drew Samia. I think Drew Samia is gonna gonna wow some people in training camp. I bl- I believe the another phrase they used in his scouting report, Chris and Courtney, was he was nasty at Oklahoma, oh, yeah. nasty. And I want to see if with him having this red shirt year, if he's gonna be able to step in and find the guard spot. He, he's on the outside looking in. I get that, but if he's the week one starter, like Chris said. He definitely gets it, and I, I want to see what he's able to do. He had a great college career, and I think he's going to turn some heads in training camp, and my, my pick is uh, is Drew Samia. I would think for Drew Samia to win this, um, he probably – does he? is it fair to say he probably has to start? Yes. He's going to have to win the right guard job. Yes. That's, okay. that's mandatory. Yep. It could happen. Courtney's it could happen. Right. All right, Courtney. All right. Um, this one's easy for me. I'm going with Kenny Willekes, number one. The guy sounds like a football guy. He opens his mouth and it's, you know, I, I mean this with like the, in the most endearing and like, yes, that type of thing. I hear it in my ear. Um, I mean this in the most endearing way. He's like the guy who wants to take a beer can and crush it on his head after he drinks it. Animal House. Football. 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 Love it. Um, here's something that I just love about his story. So he comes to Michigan State, as we know, as 220-pound walk-on linebacker. And he leaves the school. He leaves school as the career leader in tackles for loss. I uh, had 51, and so he had a broken leg that he got in the 2018 bowl game. I don't know who football. <laughs> so after he came back from that broken leg, he leads the team um, and ranked. He leads the team in tackles, ranked fifth in the Big Ten, and had a career high ten and a half sacks as a senior, and then became the first defensive player in program history to win MVP twice. Sold. I mean, like, the guy is football. The guy, like, he, first off, he's a steal. People thought he could have been, like, a late third-round, fourth-round pick, and he fell to the Vikings all the way in the seventh round. I remember, like, on draft day in April, you know, draft Twitter freaked out, like, oh, man, love this pick, steal of the draft for the Minnesota Vikings. So that intrigued me. So I kind of did some research. And, I mean, Chris put the whole, you know, um, the litany of everything that, like, you know, defines his career out. Um you just can't love a story like that more. It literally is a rags to riches football type story of the undersized guy who, you know, I'll play anywhere they put me, you know, they put me a defensive end, put me a linebacker, put me at safety, put me at, you know, God knows where he'll do anything. He'll play up in the box. He'll go back. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like he, this guy will literally do anything. And I, and I like that about him. And I honestly think just given kind of what the situation is with like the rotational edge rushing um, those prospects right now, it's like him, DJ Wanham. Uh, there's just not a lot of depth there. Stacey Keeley, I think, is in that mix too. But I like this guy just because of his background, his story, and I think it's going to be really fun to see like how they use him. He just seems like a true football guy who's going like, to run through a wall. Um, I mean, li- literally, listen to him talk. He sounds like a football man. So We cannot play that drop enough, so he's my choice. And he went to Kirk Cousins' passing camp. And he went to Kirk Cousins' passing (laughs) camp. And you know that Kirk is going to end up getting that story um, or getting that question at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. uh, No, Chris Long. Let's go to Chris Long here. The odds tell me Cam Dantzler. I'll stick with that. I think he's got the easiest path and, you know, he's going to get most benefit of the doubt being the highest drafted player, earliest drafted player on the list. But if you're looking for value – Willick's story is terrific. I, I think Courtney Davis has a shot. Um, I'm, I'm wavering because I'm not sure I'm going between two guys. Alexander Holland's got playing time at the end of last year. I'm going to take Courtney Davis. Um, undrafted free agent. He's the guy that 
you know, best undrafted free agent out there. And the Vikings had to outbid somebody to get him. He got a six figure deal. Um, that's not huge in the terms of NFL contracts, but it is when you start talking undrafted guys mm-hmm. and he's got some physical skills that, uh, what we are able to see, it's going to be really easy to see him if he does something special. So I'll take Courtney Davis. Judd Zolgad. In times of pandemic, keep it simple as possible. Cam Dantzler. He plays Zim's position. He plays the hits. He's got a chance, right? I mean, we don't know who's going to succeed. We we don't, don't know if Holton Hill's going to do two stupid things in practice that we don't see, but they decide to bench him or cut him or something. They drafted Dantzler. He is on the... He's on the precipice of of not being eligible for this award, which actually makes him a decent pick. If this was not a pandemic, I would come up with a gutsier pick. Um, but it's going to be so tough, and it's going it's going to be difficult for guys uh, for us to see them, for guys to succeed and flash, as they like to say in football. So I'll keep it simple as possible and go with Cam Dantzler, Philip. I'm shocked, Judd. I, I offered you a bait pick again. You didn't take it. I gave you a pair option. The two Baylor guys named Lynch. I put James Lynch and Blake since Lynch that, together. Since that moron put his <laughs> foot through a plate glass window, I'm out. Right. I'm, I got screwed by a punk quarterback who decided to try and kick in a window. Idiot. Who what, was that? Was that Sloter? Tyler Henneke. Oh, no, Tyler, Tyler Henneke. Okay, Henneke. that's oh, right. Completely. It, it was him and Stave, and so I thought it was he, the greatest pick, and I ended up with Joel Bleep and Stave as my lone pick then. What was the story there, that Heineke probably got drunk and was coming yes. back with yeah. some fast food or something? Yeah, he was trying Could to get back. I, was, I think he was trying to get back into his dorm room. It, no, he, he was with his buddy. And, and, Coming back from a movie. Yes, and they mm. didn't have the key, and supposedly he said, I'll kick it in. Thanks a lot. Amazing. Amazing. Anyway, that's my pick. You know, I, so I, I I wish I could pivot off of picking the same guy as Judd, but I had, I had Cam Dantzler going into this, regardless of whatever the odds were going to say. Chris had him as the odds on favorite and I'm with Judd in the absence of being able to watch preseason games. I'm picking the chalk here. I'm picking, I'm picking the number one seed to win here. And I will, and I will leave you with this nugget about Cam Dantzler. So he played 31 games in college. And obviously in the SEC conference, he did play in two bowl games so outside of SEC competition. So tw- 29 of his games uh, in the SEC in the regular season, one third of those games against Auburn, Alabama, LSU, and Georgia. And so he has seen NFL talent up and down throughout three years in college. And uh, and he's going to be my guy. I don't know what it, I, I don't know if it means he has to play significant snaps in week one. To, to win this or some other measurement, but that's the beauty of Mr. Mankato. Courtney Crowley. It's very nebulous. She's our no, person uh, here. She's the key. No, no, college receiver, no college receiver on all those teams that you mentioned ever gained more than 60 yards in a game against Cam Dantzler, and the passer rating against him, 43.6. That's pretty bad. You spike the ball, it's like six points lower. That's Mel Kuyper Jr. right there, folks. <laughs> our own Mel Kuyper Jr. Football. Yeah. He is the Mel Kuyper of Mr. Mankato, and you can read the full odds report at scorenorth.com. So any other final thoughts from anybody going into this year's very bizarre Mr. Mankato competition? I need a nap. Yeah, I I definitely think you've earned that. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up becoming, just given the numbers game here with the amount of corners that they have, like it could be a cornerback, cornerback, like neck and neck finish here. Um, because we haven't even mentioned Neville Clark, really. Um, you know, obviously Chris went, you know, ran it down and all that. But there's him. There's Harrison Hand. I know I'm forgetting somebody else. I mean, outside of Dantzler. But um, you know, it's a really good pool of cornerbacks and, and really defensive backs too. Because you know, there's Metellus, there's Cole, the two safeties. Um, 
they're rebuilding that secondary in a lot of ways. So like, look for the, look for the depth pieces and who shines out shines for that because that could very easily um, be the, I think the first Mr. Mankato uh, defensive back, Mr. Mankato since J Ron curse in 2016. Mm-hmm. Not bad. J Ron curse. Yep. J Ron curse, man. 2016. For Diggs and Theon. Oh, the favorite in nope. 2016, the favorite was Moritz Boehringer. The yeah. German Mobo. wide receiver. Bobo. Mobo. Guy. <laughs> he, I just saw his name. He's in camp somewhere. So did I. I. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Good like he Mobo. just go away. Amazing. <laughs> Well, a huge thank you to Courtney and Chris, and uh, you can follow along. We 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 have a Mr. Mankato. It's at Mr. Mankato Vikes Twitter handle, but we haven't tweeted from it in two years. We might have to fire that thing back up at some point too. Gotta find the password for that. Yeah, that's yeah. actually step one. Find the password this weekend <laughs> for Mr. Mankato. So, uh, so Courtney, Chris, thanks for hanging out, and see you guys at private training camp. Nice work, see ya. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.